Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Going to need a bigger boat. Maybe going to need another tribunal hearing. Because <laughs> uh, I think that uh, Melbourne, I'm guessing, I haven't heard officially yet, but I'm guessing they'll go back to the well. Paul Heath has joined me in the studio for Duff's Deep Dive. Thanks to Isuzu Utes WA, you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. Morning, Duff. Uh, it'll be good because uh, we get to see Adrian Anderson have another crack uh, at the MRO as well. But uh, let's dive into a couple of the uh, texts worth of feedback about this issue going on at the moment. Uh, I'm sorry to get into some negative ones and perhaps no, some, uh, ones that uh, say that you are in the wrong in this case. But wow, Duff, you have completely and utterly got this wrong. I like I'm surprised. the wow. <laughs> the <Yeah>. wow factor. <laughs> I'm surprised you're carrying on with this. Interference doesn't equal two weeks. If Jacob need him in their head taking a mark, he'd be lauding him for a great mark. He was barely touched and the force used was negligible. He was stretched off as a precaution would be highly likely to play this week. You were so wrong with this and in such a minority they haven't even discovered a term for it yet. It's called agreeing with the tribunal. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, in order to take a mark and knee him in the head he would have to be watching the ball. Mm. And this is the problem. He wasn't watching the ball. He had a quick look at the ball, then he looked straight at Charlie Ballard. He ran into him. He made clumsy. It's not vicious contact. Mm. It's clumsy contact. He took a guess at where the ball was going to be after his eyes left the ball. And as I said before, coaches aren't being honest about this. What they will be telling players is make the contact. If you cause interference, you challenge the umpire to pay the free kick. Now, they may call giving it a contest, but it's not really giving a contest. Mm. Because in order to contest the ball, you have to look at the ball and you have to stay looking at the ball. So that's not what's happened here. And that's the problem for Jacob Van Royen. Um, And I'm just going to keep saying this. Didn't look at the ball, injured the player. And contact negligible. The guy went off on a stretcher. Mm. And the reason he went off on the stretcher, because the injury was to the neck and they were concerned. Yeah. So it's dangerous. It's not like, for show that he went off on a stretcher or it wasn't to, you know, yeah. deceive or, you know, receive a 50-metre penalty or something or, like or that. Or to get know. Jacob Van Rooyen rubbed out. Yeah. They, they didn't think, oh, let's stay down and give this kid two mm. weeks. You know, they went off – uh, he went off on a stretcher because they were concerned about the state of his neck. Mm. And, um, and neck injuries can be just as serious – as head injuries, you know, just ask someone like Bo Chatley, mm. the East Perth player, of course, who suffered that horrific injury a couple of years back. So, um, yeah, you know what? The term is agreeing with the tribunal. Mm. Now, I'm not sure whether I'll agree with the appeals tribunal yeah. because, because there's a lot of public pressure on them to turn oh. this around. But the public pressure doesn't change the facts. Didn't look at the ball, caused an injury.
get a few too many QCs and KCs in at the appeals tribunal. So that's probably the uh, issue there. Morning, Mr. Duffield. This one's from Jason. Sorry, but you're bang wrong uh, about the Ballard incident. I played, and if I didn't take that last second glance at my opposition, he's leaving in a body bag, not a stretcher. These guys hit bloody hard and try not to hurt each other. It was a footy act, clumsy and lacking some discipline, but a footy act. Have a great day. Yeah, clumsy, lacking discipline and caused an injury, Mm. which is enough to get you suspended. So you're kind of like disagreeing with me and <laughs> agreeing with me. I played too. Yeah. I, I had moments where I got knocked out going back into a, mm. a bloke, knocked out stone cold. Mm. Um, and it does happen quickly and these things, but so do tackles. you know. And we're suspending players for slam tackles now because there's danger to the head and upper body. When Matt Johnson got the two weeks for the tackle on Dane Zorko, Dane Zorko actually felt the impact across his shoulders mm. and upper back. But because it was dangerous and there was potential for injury uh, to the head, mm. Matt Johnson gets two weeks, and we all agree. Mm. We all agree. And they've sort of gone down to uh, one this week. Uh, Lisa from Allenbrook, morning, Duff and team. 100% agree with you, Duff. If you make contact with a player's head and haven't got eyes on the ball, it's a suspension, and Melbourne should, expect, uh, should accept the two weeks and move on. A good lesson for young Van Ruin to learn. Yeah, look, I, I feel for Jacob Van Ryan because I, you know what they're coached to do. Mm. And what they're coached to do is to make contact and, and basically make them earn it. Mm. You know, but it, 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 as I said before, you're not contesting the ball if you are not looking at the ball. Yeah. That uh, Jack Rewalt sort of thing. Oh, you look in your opponent's eyes to sort of get a bit of a, you know, idea of where the ball might be. But you know, if a guy goes like that and then you jump and get it, or hit the person and the ball's not there yet, you know, if they fake you out, sort of thing. Well, then what hope have you got then that you clean up a guy and he goes off on the on the car? I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll get Jack Rewalt on the basketball court. <laughs> And Jack can walk away from me, and I'll throw a ball, whether it be a cricket ball, a basketball, or a football, and see how many catches facing the other way, and see mm. how many hit him in the back of the head, and yeah. see how happy he is about it. Yeah. Whether he feels like he was playing, making a genuine play on the ball, or whether we'll he just wasn't looking at the ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg from Les Murdies in agreement. I agree with you on the suspension, Duff. I don't think the AFL media on the East Coast have put themselves in Ballard's position and only viewed from Van Royen's situation. Um, well, my worry about this was that the commentary and the narrative about this would influence the tribunal decision. And we've seen this happen before. And people who followed me over a long period of time will know I come back to this one all the time. Mm. I go back all the way back to 2014 and when they first cracked down on contact to the head. Mm. And basically the, the ruling at that point was that if you elected to bump and you made contact to the head then you were in trouble and you're going to be suspended. Mm. So in round two that year, Fremantle were playing Gold Coast at um, Subiaco Oval and Nathan Fife went to bump Michael Riscatelli off a kick uh, and he did bump him. Um, but as he bumped him, their heads shifted sideways and they cracked heads. Now, there was no major incident. What happened was Riscatelli's head got cut open. Mm. Um, he went off the ground. He, he got stitched up, he came back on, Nathan Fife suffered no ill effects. Um, Nathan Fife was offered a two-week ban Mm. and Fremantle accepted it because it was clear that under the guidelines that the AFL had set that um, 
Nathan Fife was going to be subjected to a two-week ban because he's elected to bump and there'd been head-eye contact. And everyone on the East Coast, because it was a player from outside of Victoria, everyone on the East Coast said, oh, yep, no, that's the guideline. So therefore, yep, no, there's no need to challenge that. that mm. Challenging that can only do some harm and maybe get him an extra week. About a month later, Jack Viney charged headlong front-on into Adelaide's Tom Lynch mm. in a game at Adelaide Oval. Broke his jaw. Mm. And Jack Viney was given two weeks. Now, how he wasn't given six weeks, <laughs> I don't know, but he was given two weeks. There was pandemonium in Melbourne. Oh, good young player, hard young player, just contesting the ball really hard. You know, you can't give him two weeks for that. They went to appeal and Viney got off. Mm. Tom Lynch didn't play for about three months. So you had a guy, Riscatelli, who went off the field, got two stitches, came back on, suffered no ill effects. The bloke that hit him mm. got two weeks and there was no outcry. No. And a bloke who broke a bloke's jaw and that bloke didn't play again for three months. And it was probably, if we're honest, Tom Lynch was probably never quite the same mm. after that. There was pandemonium when he got suspended yeah. and he got off. Was there any um, sort of uh, allegations of the fabric of the game changing back then? Do you remember? Yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yep. And, and what they did is they redefined the bump. Mm. They said, no, he didn't bump. He braced for contact. Okay. And interestingly, one of our text messages, I think, uh, was about the Tom Lynch. Yep. And they said Tom Lynch braced for contact mm. when he ran into, I think it was Alex, Alex Keith. Alex Keith, yeah. Morning, Duff. What was the difference between JVR and Lynch's high bump on Keith that was considered in the marking contest? Yeah. So I think what happened with the Tom Lynch one, and this is probably where Tom Lynch got cut some slack, is that he was kind of pushed sideways out of the contest, mm. which meant he was propelled towards Keith and then he turned... And and he did brace for contact because he was kind of like pushed off balance and protected himself at Alex Keith's um, expense. Now, it was a really marginal one. Should he have been suspended? I don't have a firm opinion on it. I suspect he was a bit lucky not to be. He would have been maybe a little bit unlucky to mm. be suspended, but it was a different one. Jacob Van Royen has had a split second to size this up, and he's just got it wrong. I think it's the careless conduct part. Yeah, it's careless. That's a difference in that, isn't it? Careless. Yeah. Careless and causing an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a quick drive-by here. You've kicked the bucket on this one, Duff. I'm not sure if that's positive or negative. There's, uh, I think that's negative. I was going to say, I think that's... <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm dying yeah. on this one. Okay. And uh, hi, Duff. Uh, Van Ruin plays like Tracy. Are these guys going to be a liability in the future to their teams because uh, of the way that they play that everyone admires in the days gone past? Um, I think, look, I would love it if Josh Tracy became a viable AFL forward mm. for Fremantle, but I think you're talking about two different classes of player here. Yeah, at the moment. Like Josh Tracy is a rookie list pick. He, he brings some traits. He's got good aggression. He's got good mobility. Um, he He's pretty fierce at the contest. Mm. Um, all that's great. He drops too many marks. He gets himself in position to do something good and then um, fumbles. Um, Jacob Van Rooyen, I think, will be a... 150 to 200 gamer and will be one of Melbourne's best yeah. six or seven players. Mm. And hopefully at some point, if he ever wants to come home, he'll be one of uh, the six or seven best players for one of our clubs as well because <laughs> he he is a very good talent. And, and what um, happened with Jacob Van Rooyen and the reason he slid a bit in the draft is because he had glandular fever, I think, early in 2021. Mm. 
in his draft year okay. at Claremont. He was regarded as a top five pick at the start of the season. And he ended up sliding, I think, into the late teens. He was 19. I think yeah. it was the last pick of the first round. Pick 19. Yeah. And um, you know what? Um, that was too low mm. for him. He's better than that. Yeah. He's yeah. better than that. And the the recruiters took too much. Well, they didn't take enough heed of the fact of, that the kid had been crook, mm. basically. And so, um, you know, they, they discounted his potential. Um, one of the best things I've ever seen, Hita, mm-hmm. was in the Colts grand final that year. So Claremont were playing Swan Districts. Um, and Vian Royan absolutely took the game by the throat in the first couple of quarters, mm. and then Swan Districts made the move and put Rhett Bazo onto him. Wow. And the duel between Rhett Bazo and Van Royen mm. in the second half of that game was an absolute highlight of the game, and Rhett Bazo quietened him, and I think Swan's got the win, and I think Elijah Hewitt's effort in that right. game as an underage Colts player actually got the, the footy world's attention mm. that he was uh, a player to be reckoned with as well. So I'm an admirer of Jacob Van Royen. I'm not I'm not canning the kid. I'm just saying you got it wrong. Mm. And when you get it wrong and there's consequences, then there's consequences. That's it. Just quickly, some of the other consequences at the uh, MRO last night. Uh, Brad Close, he failed to overturn his one-match ban on that dangerous tackle against Adelaide's Jordan Dawson. So what, what that means is that the dangerous tackle, if you do a dangerous tackle, you well, I was going to say stuffed. I can say stuffed. Yeah. You're so stuffed. They, they tried to argue a lot that it was Dawson's momentum that took them to ground rather than Close being the one that was, you know, throwing him in that dangerous tackle sort of uh, momentum. Um, I, I think if you contribute in any way to the momentum, mm. then you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, if you look at the Matt Johnson one the previous week, um, Zorko is actually off balance and kicking mm. when Johnson tackles him so he's already leaning that way so in some ways he has contributed to it but not as much as Matt Johnson driving through the tackle and taking him to ground and his upper body hitting the ground hard so I think the the, the message is pretty clear mm. on dangerous tackles now you do one you're going to be sitting in the grandstand the next week and Nick Newman free to play after his uh, charge against Lockie Neal thrown out so were they able to argue insufficient force what was the what was the success um so it was classified as intentional conduct, low impact, high contact. Um, Lucky Neal submitted a letter saying his attempt to push Newman away was effectively the reason uh, why Newman's elbow uh, made contact with his chin. And then they video called Lucky Neal to give further evidence in there. And um, yeah, so they were, the AFL argued that it was Newman's second push with his right arm that was the issue. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure why it uh, ended up that way. And Yeah, I, like, I thought that one was stand. Mm. I mean, it wasn't hard and Lockie Neal suffered no ill effects from it. He sort of like, he made sure the umpire saw it, mm. um, you know, rubbed his jaw a bit and then got on with the game. Get it free, yep. um, But it was two separate actions. Mm. They were pushing and they were jostling and they were trying to fend each other off and all that stuff did happen. But then a second later, he hits him in the jaw with his forearm. Mm. So, you know... What did Junior Rioli do with uh, Ridley? Uh, Ridley, yeah, hit him in the face with a forearm, didn't mm, he? Yeah, and um, I'm tipping he's what going to be three. You reckon? At least, yeah. If he goes straight there, they've got to put the three tax and more on there. Yeah, so it's going to be minimum yeah. three for Junior Rioli. So once you do what Nick Newman did, I would mm. have thought, you know, one week is not unreasonable. So I think it's because the AFL Council said it was the right arm push that was the issue. 
but uh, Michael Christian said it was the left elbow that was the issue. So they've okay. sort of changed arms and offending arms uh, within the context of uh, the hearing. So, so I think so that's sort of what's done it. Yeah. The accusation became armless. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <right>. and, <laughs> and potentially clueless yeah. if they couldn't get the arm right. That's, that's not getting their ducks in a row at all. Definitely it? could have been. Uh, we've still got a heap more text here. Someone darling and a couple on the alignment that we'll get to uh, in the uh, next segment coming up. But that's Duff's Deep Dive. Thanks to Isuzu Utes WA. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Uh, visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Hopefully we've um, given a bit of context or, you know, taking a bit of the grey area away from the MRO? So I think I just keep saying the same thing. Didn't look at the ball course and injury. I think I think that's yep. it. That will get you in the grandstand the following right week. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. What do you think? You've still got time. The temperate bedshed text line, 0487 736 736, or call us on the open line, 13 12 55. And thank you to Izu Utes for Duff's Deep Dive. We'll take a break and be back with more after the break.